the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are, uh, we've got two people online, but that means we have three lines available. And so if you'd like to join us, then give us a call at 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And we'll get to you just as quickly as we can. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. At Quality Transmission in Tempe, they don't have different grades of repair. You're always going to get their best effort they're not the most expensive in town they're not the cheapest in town but they are the best in town over 90 percent of their business is from repeat customers or customer referrals and that's kind of nice that means you're making people happy and you're fixing their problems because he's a member of the automatic transmission rebuilders association your transmission is under a nationwide warranty so lots of independent shops have banded together to warranty one another's work. So if you happen to go to Houston, Texas, and something happens to a transmission that they've just replaced or re- repaired, you've got somebody in Houston that will help you out. So I know you'll be happy at Quality Transmission. So if you want to stop by, they'll take a test drive and talk to you for free. They've been around since 1977. Let's go back to Tony. Tony, are you there? Yes, sir. Tony, how many fans do you have? One. Okay. It's electric or mechanical? Mechanical. Okay. And 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 how much did you spend for that fan? I uh, paid a hundred and fourteen some change. Okay. And what was what did you look at any other uh, auto parts store? Did you find anything that was a whole bunch more than that one? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me tell you, um, because it's a mechanical fan, there's nothing that you can do. But I can tell you that that there's a there's a difference. In, and and I am not sending you to Nissan to buy a Nissan fan. What I'm saying to you is is, and I I'm not I'm not doing that because I wouldn't do that if you were my brother. Of course, if I didn't like you, I probably would do that. But if I I, I like you, then I'm not going to do that. The, the idea is, my dad, who lived in Douglas, Arizona was the cheapest guy I know. So he had this big three-quarter ton truck, and he hauled stuff back and forth. And he used to overheat all the time. So he'd go buy this 2995 fan clutch. Do you remember this story I'm telling? Uh, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Just wait till I get done. Okay. <laughs> I so haven't heard my, enough. My dad, so I spent half my <laughs> life replacing this fan clutch under warranty every six months, every six, every year or whatever. And so finally one day I said to you, I said, get me an AC Delco. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, I mean, he was paying eighteen twenty dollars for this stupid fan, and this one's one hundred and twenty bucks. I put a hundred and twenty dollar fan on it. I never have to do it again. Till and his truck is still on the road today. He passed away in two thousand four, but I remember, and that has followed me all my life. And so I, if that fan, can you hear when that fan locks up when you're driving your Titan? 
No, I can't hear it. But I, I have when I when I get out and I put water on the uh, radiator to cool it down, I hear it click occasionally. Not every okay. time, but occasionally I do. All right. Well, I just think that, that, I mean, I am convinced that you have an airflow problem based on one thing, and that's you telling me that it cools down rather rapidly where you can actually see the needle come down. That's an airflow issue. Yes. So if we still have an airflow issue, either you've got a, a, a mat of hair, you've got a bad – now, the air conditioning condenser sits in front of the radiator, so if the air conditioning condenser is dirty – then that affects the airflow through the radiator. However, because you cool down when you start moving, that pretty much eliminates an air conditioning compressor having a pro or an air conditioning condenser being plugged. Yes. So I'm still well, back it's, to it's the fan. The clutch fan. Yeah. Okay. I'm still Thank back you, to that. Thank you, sir. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. Jeff, you're up next. How can I help you today? Good morning, Mark. Uh, love your show. Uh, my wife has a 2010 Kia Soul. We bought it brand new. It has been involved in two rear-end accidents pretty severely. One was $12,000, one was $7,000. <clears> the gas mileage, we check it every every tank full, both of us uh, on both our vehicles, has diminished from like 27 miles per gallon down to more like 21. At least that's what it's figuring on the, you know, the digital readouts on the odometer. And um, the car runs perfectly. It's been serviced regularly, uh, both at Kia and the Firestone store up the street. New tire, good tire. There. I don't know. I, I don't know what could be wrong with this. It doesn't smoke. It doesn't miss. It starts right up. Um, at a loss. Okay. Uh, well, if it's been in two rear end collisions, I'm going to bet at a seven and a twelve thousand dollar hit that the gas tank and the sending unit were probably replaced. And if that's the case, then there might be some reprogramming necessary for that. But more than more important, you need to verify that, that the gas gauge is showing correctly in this respect. If you fill it up, then at half tank, if you know it's a 12-gallon tank, and at a half tank you put six gallons back in it, then that means everything is, is kosher. That's what we expected to see. And when you get down to a quarter tank, then it's going to be nine gallons to fill it up. I'm just using simple math here because I don't want to embarrass myself. Sure. sure. <laughs> but the idea is, is you need. Are you there? Hello? Yeah, stand by there, uh, Jeff. Um, we're retraining real quick. Um, but uh, Mark will um, get back with you. Uh, any other symptoms of your car? Uh, no, actually it doesn't have any symptoms other than it seems to be getting poor gas mileage. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Mark should be coming back shortly. Sure, I'm sorry you. about that. All right. That's all right. The, uh, the computer watches your mileage and watches the sensor, the level of your tank, and it computes your fuel economy based on that. Um, not too long ago, my son took a 36-gallon tank out of my big Dodge Dually and put a 54-gallon tank in it, and mine has changed dramatically just like yours did, but I already know that I've added a bunch more fuel, so now mine is reading, it, it's not reading correctly, because when I do actual gallons versus miles, it's not reading correctly, but I know why, it's because I've gone to a different fuel tank. So in your case, you need to make sure that you're right, and if not, then whoever did the gas tank in the sending unit has to figure that out why. They have to go in and set the, reset the flow to reprogram that fuel module, one or the other. But this belongs to them. Your fuel economy readings you're talking about is, um, what do you say, 21 and 27? It was 27 new, and it's down to like 21 miles a gallon now. And it, like I said, it doesn't leak gas. 
It doesn't okay. blow blue smoke. Everything seems to be perfect. Okay. Well, if I take 21 and divide it by 27, that's like a 22% difference. Okay, Correct. from where you were at. The only thing I would do is I would wait to probably, I would put them on notice that you're having a problem where a fuel economy has dropped a lot. I'd put them on notice for that. But then we need to change seasons. So we need to get to the, the fall and then into the winter. So maybe two or three months from now, we if the problem still exists, you take it in. I just hate to look at a snapshot just from the summertime because we are we are not going to get great fuel economy in the summertime like we're going to get in the wintertime or in the spring or the fall. So that might be an option. That, but, but still, putting them on notice would be a good idea, whoever did the last work. Okay? All righty. Well, thank you very much. All right. Good luck to you, Jeff. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. All right. Go ahead and tell them what you want to tell them. What? Oh, about your toe? Yeah. That you were loading up a motorcycle and dropped a big metal ramp, ramp on your toe. You've been hobbling around for the rest of the week. E even better than that. I don't know if you remember this, but there was old cartoons with the three stooges. <laughs> okay? And one of them would drop something on their foot, and the other two guys would stand around and clap their hands and stamp their feet and go, hey, yeah, 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 like that. I didn't have a TV when I was growing up, so I missed that, but Are but you? I... I know what you're talking about. I would have given money to see you hopping around. Well, though, I want I to tell you, I'm in the parking lot of the motorcycle shop. Unload, it's a quad. I'm unloading the quad so that I can have a new belt put on it. And I dropped that ramp, and I mean to tell you, I hopped around. I used language your mother would have washed my mouth out with soap. But there's nothing you can do. I know. The pain is just, and then your toe swells up to, to looking like a watermelon, and then you're, you're going to lose the toenail, and then you're going to do this. Yeah, it's been hurting. And then the next day, I had to go to that inspection where I stood in that hot parking lot at 112 degrees right. for eight hours. And so, yeah, it's been a little tough. It I'm, does look very painful, I'm I will say. And I think, didn't you drop something else on it accidentally when you were yes. coming out of the bar? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was carrying a chain. And one end of the chain with the hook fell out of my hands and hit my foot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. This is, this is just like childbirth, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. You uh -huh. know, you can argue all you want, but this is just like childbirth. Not quite, dear. <laughs> just here to tell you. Not quite. Six oh, Who's that? Tom, good morning to you. Save me from myself. Thank you very much. What can morning, I do for you, buddy? Mark with a smashed toe. How you doing? This morning? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> my oh, uh, my question: I got an old motorhome. It's a '95, uh, 37 feet long, 235, 85, 16. On a motorhome, do those have to be 10 ply or 4 ply? Would you clarify the the play, ply rating, the thickness for me, yes. please? Forget the ply rating. This is what I want you to do. On the left-hand kick panel by your left knee, there's going to be a sticker that's going to tell you the weight rating for your axles. You have two oh. axles on your 37 or three? It's got three, so a tag axle. Oh, so you have, you have two fronts, four on the front rear axle, and then two on the tag, right? Yes. Okay, two, four. You got eight tires on it. Yes. So what you have to do is... And I just went through this with a good friend of mine named Gordy. He has the same coach, probably the same coach you do. And he ended up with 10 plies, and here's why. Let's look at each axle individually. On the front axle, if the front axle is 10,000 pounds, how many pounds should each one of those front tires carry safely? Yeah, I mean, half of that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. That's ex bingo, bingo, bingo. 
So you got you've got that sticker that says I got a 10,000 pound front axle. So you better have to forget the plies, forget the load range. That tire better say on the side of it that at maximum this inflation, this tire is 5,500 pounds or something like that. You cannot put a three or a 4,000 pound tire on the front axle that holds 10 because three and three equals six, and you're in big trouble. Now your your four wheel axle obviously can change. Okay. Yeah, Mark, uh, we'll be back with you in, in just a second. Uh, were there any other um, issues with your vehicle? No, no, that was the main thing. All right, I'll just hold on. He's going to be back in a minute. Yeah, he, he, should, be, he should be back shortly. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you stay on the line, and then when Mark comes back, we will um, get you back, and you can continue your conversation with him. But uh, in the meantime, I'll tell you what, we will go to a break, and then uh, we'll get Mark back as soon as we can. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. What happens to a society that doubts the rightness of its cause and condemns itself and bends over backwards to self-flagellate over the rightness of its cause? This is what our society has become in what is the clearest black and white case of good and evil and right and wrong in our time when we are thinking about the fight against radical Islam. The universities no longer teach the answers to those questions. How is America better? Why is America better? Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. So, since you're listening to the station, keeping it safe for you and your family is obviously a priority. But what about what you watch? Trust me, I know how hard it is to protect your family when it comes to TV. That's why I want to tell you about PureFlix. It's streaming video content just like Netflix, but it's good for all ages. Go to 960thepatriot.com right now and click on the PureFlix banner to discover movies like God's Not Dead 2, TV series, documentaries, children's programming like VeggieTales, The Sugar Creek Gang, Brainy Baby, and more. 24 hours a day, sent straight to your TV, your smartphone, computer, you get it. PureFlix is perfect for family movie night, for homeschooling parents, and the best part, it's free. Yep. Go to 960thepatriot.com right now and click on the PureFlix banner for a free one-month trial. PureFlix is amazing. Fun, clean movies, TV, and you get to try it for free. Go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the PureFlix banner and get started for free. You're gonna love it. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. 
a pact that dug in in Da Nang, a contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made, a pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq, a bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah, an IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans, a promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry, Mark's over here playing with buttons, so I put him in timeout for a couple of minutes. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing expert auto and light truck repair and maintenance services to customers in the Mesa area. Um, Their ASE certified technicians are there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed up by friendly reminders that let you know when your vehicle is due for service. It's never been easier or more convenient to keep your car in tip-top shape. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is located on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Okay, Mark, you can come back now. Hey, are we on? <laughs> yes, we're on. Don't be touching I thought you any were buttons. Practicing. <laughs> I thought you were practicing. Anyway, it, it, when you go, Thompson's is the only shop in Mesa that's on our list, and when you meet Brian and Thelma, you'll yeah, know why they're, they're on our list. People. It's just, it's just, just like Kurt, just like Tom, just like Phoenix, Greg or Phoenix Bywork. You meet the people, you'll know why they're on our list. All right, let's go back to the phones. Um, Tom? Tom, yeah, Tom. Yes, Tom, Mark. where do we leave off? Let's say we were talking about uh, the axles and then let's see the weight weight load the tire yeah. for the axle. So that's a three axle okay. motorhome. Yeah. So you're just going to match the tires, and I think you're going to end up with with all of them ten plies. I'm pretty sure. I would suggest that you look at the toil line because the toil line is is typically made in Atlanta, Georgia. It's made with American workers with American rubber. It's a okay. tire that I put on motorhomes. Um, I, for no other reason other than I feel obligated to tell you, I do not put, I will not install, I will not service, I will not sell Goodyear tires on a motorhome. Okay. So that's just my personal opinion. You didn't ask for it, but I feel obligated to give it to you. But, And I'm not waving any kind of flag for any kind of country. I'm just telling you, I've been in this business. Renee and I have been motorhoming since 1978. We've been we've been in all 50 states. Our kids have been in all 50 states. We've had the opportunity to travel a couple of weeks, two, three, four, sometimes four weeks a year with our kids, and um, and so I've got a lot of seat miles behind a motorhome, and okay. I can tell you what's been successful. But in your in your case, I'm pretty sure you're going to go to 10 plus. Okay. The other question was temperature. Uh, I think a long time ago you said something about yeah, well, a temperature gun, and then rather than yep. checking the pressure, you shoot the tires. Uh, what kind yep. of tires? Uh, temperature can they run before you get in trouble tell, tell them renee oh i don't know what temperature they can run but well, 
Go ahead, finish. But you got the rest of the question because Renee's the one that walks around the coat motorhome or the truck and the horse trailer and takes the temperatures of all the tires. What as are you looking for? As long as they're all pretty much the same, yes, it's good. Yes. But if one's off 10, 15, 20 degrees, then we get concerned that that one's hotter and it's probably low on air. And and you're exactly right. You're gonna you know where the crown of the tire? That's where the tread meets the sidewall. That's called the crown. You're going to use a laser gun you're going to buy at Harbor Freight, and it's going to have a little red laser on it. She's yeah. going to have the gun about six inches away from the tire. And what you're looking for is continuity. I want to tell you that over 200 degrees, you are in big, big, double big trouble. Okay. I'll tell you, even the heaviest loads I pull, I see 160, 165. I don't think you're going to see this in this motorhome. Now, one other thing. Now, think about this because this is a tough question. This is the one that, that we had. Okay. You're on your way to Tucson. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. It's in the afternoon. When you get to the triple, triple T truck stop on the south side of Tucson, you find out that the right side of the coach, the tires are about 10, 15 degrees hotter than the left side of the coach. What's the matter? Either low inflation or load on the one side. Okay. Good Good answer. But it's not. Well, wait a minute. Are we going or coming from we're Tucson? Going, we're going, going to, to Tucson. Tucson. Okay, Okay, gotcha. now think about where the sun's at in the <laughs> afternoon when you're going to Tucson. The sun's shining on saying? that side. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And both of us are at the Triple T going, oh, boy. Now, let me tell you something else, those of you with trailers. What happens if you're hauling your trailer and the front tires are 30 degrees hotter than the back tires. Otherwise, the front axle's running a lot hotter than the back axle. What's the matter? All the loads go into the front there. It's not level as you're pulling up. That's even. Man, you are you're you're hitting He's a smart. home run. Yeah. You're, yeah. Very few people have answered. That, but that's exactly right. You. I travel up and down the mountain to pace into our, our, our horse ranch up north. I travel up all the time. I see trucks with the, the, the trailer, the tongue is on the ground and the back axle's off the ground. I see the tongue up in the air so the front tires are off the ground and they're riding on the back tires. But that temperature gun's going to pay dividends, and I'm telling you that in a very short period of time, they're going to come out with an, uh, uh, an idea that we should use temperature and take the temperature of tires, and we've been doing that in our family for, what, 10 years? Yeah, those so, things are nice. And, and the women can do it without getting their fingernails dirty. The women can do it without checking the air pressure, and all they do is walk around in their little princess outfits and gun the 12 or 15, 16 tires. You don't tires. have any princesses in your life, so I don't know. <laughs> what you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> We're going to get a little I'm teasing my wife, you guys. I'm not suggesting the rest of you have princesses. I'm just teasing the one that's sitting next to me. I I'm not a princess. I knew you'd get fired up about that. I knew you'd say that. But that's the answer is, is I, I let me tell you a real quick story because uh, I'm great for stories. I'm on my way down the mountain, and I'm hauling a whole big load. And on my, I have a, a big gooseneck trailer. And I've got two, four, six, eight tires on it. So I've got two axles with duels on both sides. And I think I had the backhoe on it. Okay. So anyway, I'm coming down the mountain. And as I gun the tires, I find one that's 200. So I know that i got to slow down and I've got a problem. So I check the air pressure in it and the air pressure is good. So now I know that tire's coming apart. So I back her on down from 45. Yep, Mark, uh, he'll be 
right back with us. It's a really good story, and I'm sure he wants to finish it. Um, so uh, hang with us. Uh, okay, Tom? All right. Thank you. Yeah, just uh, hang with us. Uh, don't drop. Uh, All right, we'll I'll we'll keep you on until Mark can All right, come back. I'm 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 back. I, He's back. I'm sorry. I'll I'll try to finish this real quick oh, for God. you, uh, Gil. The idea is is that I'm I'm gonna back the speed down to 45. I make it all the way into Tempe with no tire block because I didn't want to have to change that tire out on the road. I get to Tempe. We pull off that duel, and one of the tires is definitely bad. One of the tires has a tread separation. One of the tires has a big egg on the on the. And but if I would have continued at 65, that tire would have overheated, blown up, probably taken the one next to it, and then I would have had to have somebody bring me two brand new tires. So the idea is that temperature gun's a good thing, and it's something that you should learn how to use. And not only that, you can use it when you're cooking. You can use it to set your your refrigerator and your motor home up, because at the refrigerator level, you should gun the bars or any of the infrastructure, and you should be between 32 and 34. And with um, your freezer, you should be between 10 and 20 or 20 and 30, somewhere around in there. So you can use that temperature gun. I mean, I can lift the tail of the horse and take the temperature of the oh, horse. stop. It's the truth. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I know you can. <laughs> you, you just don't yeah, like the picture, huh? Yeah. You don't yeah. like the picture. Anyway, you've, I, you, you, I'm in trouble enough, Tom. Did that, that do it for you? Yeah, that answered it for me, yeah. That's a good. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. All righty. Um, Don, we're going to have time to get your question, and then we're going to carry over carry you over to a break. So go ahead with your question. Okay. Now, you guys, Renee, he should have had his steel-toed shoes on before he dropped that, that piece on the You're on right. Yeah. You are exactly right. <laughs> Every day when I get in the truck, it's where I have my steel-toed shoes on. Shame on you, yeah. Mark. No better. <laughs> You, you, you're right. I had canvas loafers on. Yeah, uh-huh. Your wife's going to kick your butt, man. Hey, I, I, just, I, I just left Josh down at the discount, and I was saying something about my brakes. I uh, talked to you a few weeks ago about my rear brakes on my Buick. You told me to switch the uh-huh. pads. Um, switch the pads, still got a hum. Okay. If you have a hum only during braking, that means the pad's vibrating, and I would buy a $20 hardware kit, and I would install the a $20 hardware kit on the back if the noise only occurs when you're braking. On gentle braking, you get the hum. That's the vibration of the pad, and I would strongly suggest that you do that. We'll be back right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission he Service just today if I answered his question. while you yeah, have the way. best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. The FBI concluded that Hillary Clinton's email practices were, quote, extremely careless, but not criminal. That's the court of law. But the court of public opinion will speak on this matter at the ballot box November 8th. And let's face it, there's plenty of room for the electorate to draw a different conclusion in electing a president than the FBI reached on a criminal indictment. I'm extremely careless, but not a crook isn't a great slogan for a campaign bumper sticker. What should voters weigh about this? 110 emails in her personal account contained classified information. Thousands of her emails were deleted and not made available. It is possible, the FBI said, probable, I would say, that other countries hostile to our interest hacked her insecure emails. Voters who already say they're concerned about Clinton's integrity are right to consider her lack of care and openness in handling this vital matter of national security. I'm David Davenport. everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And Don, we're going to come right back to you. But let me tell the rest of you that we have open lines available. If you have, on a, if you have a car question or want to discuss a car problem, 602-508-0960. We have four lines open. Don's got one, so we have five total. 602-508-0960. And this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. They've been fixing cars right and caring for their customers since 1972. David, who owns... IMM Auto Service is a great guy, and I've known him since 1972. IMM Auto Service, why would you use it? Well, they prioritize your work. They offer you to-the-penny estimate, including tax. 
So that's called a detailed estimate. They perform only the authorized work, and they give you a 12-month, 12,000-mile guarantee. They have ASE Master Techs, but more important than anything else is they fix Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, as well as all kinds of domestic and import cars. But they specialize in Saabs, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Volvo. So if you have one of those cars that's a little tricky, anybody can change the oil, but not anybody can fix an air conditioning problem on those cars. It takes a special talent because they're just oddball cars. So that's IMM Auto Service. It's in the northeast part of Tempe, south of the 202, west of the 101, and you're there. All righty, Don, we had one other follow-up. Unless you're trying to get me in trouble, then go right ahead. No, I wouldn't do that to you. I know your girlfriend, see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. He doesn't anyway. have any problems doing it himself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if, if I put the, the kit behind the pads, take all apart and all this other stuff, if it still makes the noise, what do you suggest? Well, it, if it's a humming noise, it has to be the pads vibrating, and the hardware kit's job is is to keep the pad from vibrating. So you're going to get two caliper pins and some shims for the pads. Just follow the directions on that, and that should take care of it. The humming noise is is halfway. You apply the brake pedal, and you're gentle on the pedal. You get the humming noise, but the harder you push, the less humming noise you get, and the more brake activity you get. So right. that just tells me that the now the only other thing you can do is is if you hung new pads on those, on the back side of the pad, on the down portion of the pad, is there a right. beveled edge there, or is it a 90 degree edge, on the brake pad itself? It's beveled. Okay, good. That's what I need to see there too, because as the as the ro uh, we're looking at the left rear, we're looking at the driver's side rear. You're standing there looking at it. It, it rotates counterclockwise, so right. the bottom part of the pad should be beveled so that it doesn't cause the pad to vibrate. So I'm back to a hardware kit, even more solid. Alrighty. Okay. What about what about the okay. piston? Because that's what Josh suggested. Did the piston pull the piston well, the piston out a little bit? Well, no, no, you, no, because more than likely it's going to self-adjust, but you don't have a piston problem. The piston problem, no. if there's a problem with the piston, it's going to wear the inside pad aggressively. Yeah. And you're going to have dust all over everything, and you're going to have that inboard pad wiped out. So, no, it's not going to be a, a caliper problem. It, it's going to be a pad problem. Okay. All righty. I appreciate your you call, Don. Thank care. you very much, buddy. All righty. Thanks. And uh, have we got anybody else? Okay, lines are open, 602-508-0960. We were talking about the temperature gun. And right. on the break, we have a dog that's that's hurt. Okay? <laughs> oh, we have we, we have this little dog that's hurt. And we have we've watched him carry his right rear leg for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. How many times have we inspected his right rear leg? A lot. Yeah. So we have determined that the second toe from the inside is the is the harmful area because that's where he wants to bite you when you play with his toe, right? Yeah. Okay. But he also chews on it a lot. Right. So I I suggested to you at the break that we use the temperature gun. <laughs> we get this 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 dog tied down, and I want to I want to gun each one of his toes because. I think it's possible that he has a toenail infection or he has something wrong with that toe. And if the temperature of each one of the toes, look at me, I'm a doctor. You know what? I'm a This car just doctor. turned into a veterinarian show. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but but next week we'll tell him if my idea worked. Because okay. if, if he's got an infection in that foot or if he's got a thorn in that foot or if he's got a broken toe, that toe is going to be hotter than the rest. Okay, and what if it's not, Dr. Then, Salem? <laughs> then I'm going, to, I'm going to say it didn't work. That's oh, what I'm okay. going to say. 
But the temperature gun, we also use it for overheats. We also use it for air conditioning diagnosis. We're, we're diagnosing the air flow based on the temperature we know that it should come at. Right. Um, we've actually heard stories of people using the temperature gun to find a short in a harness because as they, sh they gun the harness, the, the area of the short or of the ground is going to be hotter than the rest. Oh, and boy. it makes sense. It, it makes does. sense. But I'll check the doggone dog myself, and then next week you'll have to be here to just swallow your pride and say he was Darn, right. you forgot about this <laughs> temperature gun. I'm glad somebody brought it up today. we got a whole new thing to, to use it on. It's a very universal tool. It must be. And, and, and if you'd learn how to cook with it, then we all wouldn't be sick because you'd, you'd know that 160... I thought you were bad when I wasn't here. You're worse when I'm here. 160 degrees is what you're supposed to cook meat at. Oh, you don't know anything. You, how many things have you cooked? I, I'm a good hot dog cooker. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We haven't had anything really interesting. We did have a, an old car come in. It was a 72, 71, 72 Chevy Mallet, or a, a Chevelle. Chevelle Super Sport. We did some work on the car, and on his way back up to Payson, he blew a left rear tire, and then he admitted that he, he hammered the brakes pretty hard. The car made a right turn and went off the road into a bunch of rocks. So there's going to be five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 worth of damage that needs to be done, uh, repaired. Ironically enough, the two, back, the two front tires were brand new, and the two back tires looked brand new, mm -hmm. but they were each made in 1998. So, unfortunately, that's an 18-year-old tire. Um, he should have never had those tires on there, and the people that put the front tires on should have identified that the back tires were that old, but that didn't happen. And because we didn't work on the tires, we didn't gather that data because mm -hmm. we didn't have any responsibility to work on the tires. We were working on his air conditioning and trying to align his hood and to get his motor running good, so we really didn't do any tire work at all. So, just let that... There's a lot of shops that are starting to gather the DOT date code when your tire was made. And it, it's my opinion that you should not be driving on a tire that's older than 10 years old. If you're going to travel outside the city limits, I'm going to back that up to seven or eight years. So most people will wear out their tires well within seven years. But those of you that drive two or 3,000 miles a year, you're likely to keep them 10 years. And your, 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 your safety is at jeopardy when the tire gets to be eight years old and north of that. So just be careful. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, if you want to give us a call, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we're kind of lonesome. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. 
You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Hi, this is Ron Sega, the owner of Guns Etc. In 28 years, I've seen a lot of things in the firearm industry. Folks, I would never use fear to try to sell you a gun. As you probably know, most of our commercials are very lighthearted. This time, however, I wanted to come on myself and let you know that based on everything I've seen in those 28 years, if the Democratic nominee becomes president, there's going to be a run on guns and ammo, which will do two things. Make firearms much harder to get and drive prices sky high. I wanted to let you know... At Guns Etc., we have everything you could ever want right now. The Democratic nominee has made it very clear that one of her top agendas is going to be to go after the firearm industry. But while things are still somewhat stable, at Guns Etc., we have a very large inventory of guns, ammo, and accessories. We're located on Alma School, just south of Guadalupe in Mesa, and you can always call us at 480-963-4311 or log on to GunsEtc.com. For 28 years, I've been here for you, and I will continue to be. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock every Saturday from 10 to noon. We're here talking about car and car repair questions and problems. If you want, you can uh, email me your car question anytime you want. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Salem spelled like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M, and Mark is with a K. Mark at marksalem.com. I'll help you. If you leave me a phone number... Um, I uh, I have a blocked cell phone for obvious reasons, so I usually use that when I'm traveling and when I'm in my truck. So if you leave me a cell phone or your your phone number, I will call you. You'll just kind of have to answer a blocked number. And, and, I, and the first thing out of my mouth is, this is Mark Salem, and I'm responding to your email so that you don't hang up on me. But th- that said, I want to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Larry Harker's Auto Repair which has been in Phoenix since 1967, is at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Bob, the senior tech, the shop foreman, the service manager, and the co-owner with his wife, Ellen. Bob is one of the best diagnosticians I've ever seen or met before. I would venture a guess that he can probably fix things I can't. 
he is really very, very good. He has the tenacity necessary to figure out what it is and track it down. But more than tenacity, he, had the, he has the knowledge of how the circuit works. He knows what's supposed to be happening, and he'll find out why it's not. So the knowledge, the, the, the base knowledge is important, but the tenacity is equally important. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, or you have a really tough problem that no one seems to be able to fix, then you should amble on over to Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. All right, let's go to the phones. Rick, you're up first. How can I help you today, Rick? Hey, Mark. I've got a, a 2001 Ford Windstar. Uh, it's got about 130,000 miles on it, and uh, um, periodically I get this little puddle of, you know, reddish fluid that I, I can't okay. tell if it's transmission fluid or power steering fluid, and I can't seem to determine where it's leaking from. Um, okay. The transmission appears to be working fine. Any ideas? Right. Can, I mean, can I, you, well, can you can triangulate from... The, where it's at, straight up. Can you can you determine? It looks, is it, it is it near? Dead center, really, right directly underneath the engine. So, okay. Are you adding any fluid to either one of those systems, the power steering or the transmission? No, I'm about to add transmission fluid because that does look a little low. So I'm kind of assuming that it's leaking out of there somewhere, but I can't seem to determine where. Okay. All right. Well, well, this is what I would do before I add a transmission fluid to it. First of all, pull the transmission dipstick and read it. And it'll say, you know, check it hot, check it cold, check it in park, check it in neutral. It'll tell you exactly how to check it. And and don't add any fluid if it's above the ad mark already. So if it's okay. above the ad mark and it's between the ad and the fold, leave it alone. This is what I think you should do is wait till you get that puddle back. And and I know you have a chrome bumper on the front of that Windstar. So I, I want you to take your finger and put it on the bumper. Then I want you to pull the dipstick out of the power steering reservoir, and I want you to dab that on the bumper. Then I want you to pull the, tra the transmission dipstick and dab that on the bumper. So you're going to have three dots in a row about three inches apart. I think you'll quickly be able to tell by the color and the discoloration of whether that fluid is coming from the transmission or the power steering. I'm thinking, too, it's possible that you've got amber fluid in the power steering and red fluid in the transmission, and that would answer your question. Okay. Um, let me make a suggestion to you. At 130,000 miles, you can have somebody pull that transmission out and reseal it, what we call an external reseal, and put it back in, but you're going to spend a lot of money. If I were you, I'd put a half a pint of dot .3 or dot .4 brake fluid in the transmission. The brake fluid will help rejuvenate some of the rubber seals It'll allow them to be a little bit more pliable. It's not going to fix a cut seal. It's not going to fix a broken seal, but it's just going to rejuvenate the rubber portion of the seal and make it a little bit more pliable. And a, and a pint of uh, half a pint of brake fluid is a lot cheaper than some of the transmission stop leaks you're likely to see. Oh, okay. I mean, that's awesome. So dot two or okay. dot three or dot four brake fluid. Yep, dot three or dot four. Don't use dot five. That's a silicone. That's not what we're looking for. But dot two or dot three or dot four. They're both. They're the same brake fluid, but you're just going to find them in a different can. That's all. Okay. Awesome. I'll give it a try. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Thank Thanks, you very Mark. much. Appreciate it. You bet. Cusser, you're up next. How can I help you today? Hi there. Uh, coming home from uh, Prescott area with the uh, horse trailer. Uh, my wife. 
got a uh, a very short flash of like an engine uh, coolant overheat, which immediately went away, but the coolant gauge stayed right in the middle where it had been. Uh, the reservoir, this is a, a 2005 GMC Yukon Denali, and the reservoir was a little bit low on coolant, uh, but I didn't see any leaks anywhere uh, except maybe out the uh, coolant overflow. So I guess my question is, how often do you see those uh, coolant reservoir caps go bad, like the O-ring and can lose fluid through there? No. It, the coolant jug has an overflow, uh, you know, attachment on it, um, it, unless the cap is vented, and then it just, in any excess fluid comes out the cap or goes out the overflow. Those are not supposed to be pressurized. That's just coolant sitting there. We're going to suck it, and we're going to suck it into the radiator when you start the car, and we're going to push it back out when you park it, and it's hot. So the the coolant the coolant reservoir um, it, it is does it say on the cap it's pressurized and be careful when you take it off? Yes. Okay. Then then if and that's on the plastic reservoir. It's not on the radiator, yes. right? Okay. Correct. So. The answer to your question is, is you do have a pressurized cap, and yes, you, that cap is going to blow. It says right on the top how many pounds that it can handle. So if it's a 12-pound cap, then it's going to vent at 13 pounds, and it's going to throw coolant all over the engine compartment. But, Cusser, that overflow tank has nothing to do with this flash of this light. There's there's no relationship there at all. The, the flash of the light... Um, that, I mean, you, the, the reservoir can be empty or the reservoir can be full unless there's a sensor in there, and that would have said low coolant level would have been the gauge reading or would have been the message. So sometimes there's a sensor in the overflow tank, and then when you drop below that, then we turn on the check coolant sensor or check coolant level light. But as far as overheat or that kind of stuff, that's that that. You know the the radiator and the cooling system doesn't care about that that uh, separate tank. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, the light did not return the entire trip or over the next few days. So. Yeah, was uh, it yellow or was it red? She has no idea. Okay, that's okay. And what did it? What did the light say again? She's not sure because she was driving and she can't okay. read stuff that close while she's driving okay. with her glasses. Okay. Okay. It was right. gone. It, it, okay. It, it, so it was a quick flash of the light, and, and that could have been a whole lot of different things. But in the absence of steam coming out from underneath the hood, in the absence of red lights coming on saying you're overheating, pull off the side of the road, and in the absence of a check gauge light, in the absence of a red temp light, then, then I, I really wouldn't worry about it. If you want to change the cap, you can change the cap on your pressurized uh, reservoir, but I assure you it has nothing to do with that unless, this, like I said, unless there's a sensor in the reservoir and the fluid flirted with below that just for a second, and then that light may come on. It usually doesn't come on instantaneously. Based on the tests that we've run, it's, it's over a long period of time. So if the sensor is uncovered by coolant for some long period of time, then it'll turn on the light. But you can't take a hard right turn and have the coolant slosh all the way to the left side of the car and have the light come on. That that doesn't ever happen. So it's not an instantaneous response to a low level in the overflow. Thank you, Cusser. Thank you very much for that. Renee, Bob, good morning, Bob. How can we help you this morning? Good 
Good morning. I just got a general question. How often should you replace your windshield wiper blades? Mrs. Salem, do you have an opinion on that? I don't. I mean, in Arizona, I don't know, every couple of years at least, I would say. But we just check them, look at them, and see if they're, you know, soft and pliable. And, yeah, and they the, go across the windshield nicely. And, and that's the answer to the question I'm going to give you, Bob. I just replace them when they start looking stupid and ugly. I, I don't have a particular time. I have recently... Um, now that I'm up in the mountains a little bit more, I have the last couple of wipers that I've bought over the last six years. I went from an $8 set to a $28 set that was really fancy, and they just made me feel so warm and fuzzy. But in fact, the $28 ones haven't performed for any longer, any shorter. They haven't remained any more pliable than the $8 ones I bought. So I don't really... I'm of the opinion that when I need wiper blades, I'm going to buy the cheapest sons of a guns I can find and stick them on my truck. And then when they when they start streaking and when they want, you know, like last night we came up um, we came up the mountain last night and it was raining like crazy, and I had lots of bugs on the windshield and I was really happy with the performance of the wiper because by the time we got up north, mm -hmm. the windshield was clear and, and that means that you didn't have to go get all the bugs bugs off the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And so. So I, 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 I think the performance of your windshield wiper, I think most everybody knows when they're starting to look bad, um, but it really separates the men from the boys. Bob, let me give you some advice. Don't ever replace wiper blades in front of anybody else because I can tell you firsthand, this is the truth. I'm on, on TV3, and they want me to replace a set of wipers. And I don't even know what car I'm going to do it on. So they give me the wiper refills, and then they turn on the camera, and in three minutes I'm supposed to replace these wiper blades. Bob, you can't imagine how many different versions of wiper blades there are. So I'm sure. anyway, the long story short is it took me 12 and a half minutes to do these two <laughs> wiper blades. <laughs> and, and I see guys, just the other day, I was over at O'Reilly's, and I pulled into the parking lot because I was going to get some oil. I pulled into the parking lot, and there's three guys putting two wiper blades on a truck, and I went in, bought the oil, BSed with the guys inside for 10 minutes, came back out, and those three guys were still doing the wiper blades. Yeah, they have to so be the right ones. You don't, want, you don't want to do it in front of other people. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I run them too long before, and it left marks on the the, the, the track of the, the, the blades themselves on an old 77 uh -huh. cutlass. But, so I know you don't want to leave them on there too doggone long. Yeah, you know, you can scratch the windshield, and that's a pretty obvious noise. But you can also re remove that that rubber film with a little alcohol. Uh -huh. So um, it, it, sometimes you have to polish the windshield, and what I use is Rain-X. Uh -huh. And so I use Rain-X on my front windshield. It's kind of a wax for glass. And that way, if I'm not using my wipers, the splashes of water hit the windshield, and they explode. And so remember on our motorhome, oh, yeah. we, we used to Keeps wax the bugs off, too. Oh, baby. Bob, you can wipe the bugs off with just a wet cotton towel. There's no such thing as scratching them off with your fingernails. If you And I'm not doing a commercial for Rain-X, but we have used it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. We learned about it on a motorhome rally, and since then we've pretty much used it all the time. The hard part about it is, is after you wax the outside of the windshield, you have to get just right in the sunlight because you're going to have some streaks that are going to bother you later. So you'll you'll clean. The, the last thing you'll do is take a, a soft cotton cloth that's not been contaminated by the white that you're buffing off the windshield, a clean white cloth, and clean the windshield on the outside real good because inevitably I end up with streaks. Yep. Hey, All righty, well, listen. 
You betcha, Bob. Thank you very much. Anybody else, please drive safely. Please wear your seatbelt. And if you have any car questions, you're welcome to email me. My website is MarkSalem.com. There's FAQs there, and then there's some podcasts of every show that we've done in the last five years. So for your entertainment special, MarkSalem.com would be a good place to go. But please, wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. And if somebody does something nice, stick your arm out the window and say thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.